everyone, welcome back. Betsburts Golf joining myself for our final major of the year, the Open Championship. Andy yeah. Molitor, what's going on, bud? Not much. It just makes me realize that like, it's funny. The stupidest thing I could possibly say about the Open is like, oh, man, 3M's next week. Because I like I like going up there. Like, it's fun once you have, like, a, a course that you've been to a few times and you, like, now, now I know where things are and like I can find my way around really easy. Like I really enjoy just walking around at uh, the 3M. So looking forward to that next week, but obviously looking forward to another week of early morning golf. It was almost almost perfect uh, Sunday. Just catch the end of golf, and then yeah. I went right into right into the Wimbledon men's final, and then for my in my case, I went right into a softball tournament for my kids where I was just almost almost that guy. Cause the ump was pretty bad mm. and he made like three. I mean, it wasn't just like, Hey, these are my, these are my kids. These are, this is our team. Uh, I disagree with the calls like buddy. Like that was like a half step at first. Maybe walk your ass down the line a little when there's a play. It's, it was something I was so, I try not to be the dad who yells at the ump at an 11 year old softball game. Boy, it was, it was close. And that was, uh, you know, maybe I was just perturbed because Rory won. Although I did say last week, Rory, it, it might just be like, "Hey, we're in it. We're in Europe. That's you know, he hasn't won on American soil, but he has a couple wins this year. And fuck, looking good, looking good, feeling good. And I don't know how much, how much uh, Liverpool, Hoy Lake, whatever you want to call it, uh, content have you taken in as far as just like visual." Cause there's some really good flyovers and yeah. stuff. I put a short video that I watched the other day in the, the newsletter this morning that I liked. I like it when it's like, Hey, here's cause I don't have the attention span. I can't believe we do an hour of this. I can't believe you guys watch this. <laughs> it's like, Oh, here's a six minute video. It's like, yeah, I can do that. And it's the architect explaining exactly what they did to create the new 17, which and I've mentioned this to a couple people already. I'm pretty excited about the possibility of some carnage on 17 and 18 on Sunday, because if they roll it a little and get the, it's not going to be fast greens, but if they roll it a little and speed it up a little on Sunday, the winds up and you have this nasty par three followed by the, the long 18th with the out of bounds markers sitting there, like, Right there, three, three feet off the fringe. Yeah, um, you know, I don't like what what sort of lead is safe. You know, you, you obviously if you have a big lead, you can play things quite safely and just say like, you know, I'm I'm fine taking two bogeys here. I just can't have, uh, I don't know, a five and a seven. But it's uh, if there's a close, you know, if there's a bunch of guys bunched up, I'm very excited to watch how seventeen and eighteen play on Sunday. So pretty pumped for this course. I I like links golf. Some people think we should play more. I don't disagree. I I don't know if I'd want to watch it like 15 weeks a year, though. Yeah, it's... I don't know how we play it more. We're going to go and do more of these like co-sanctioned events, I guess would be the best way to do it. Someone, I, I don't remember who it was. It was, I feel bad because I, I read it and they made a case for why don't we have, it's not. 1940 anymore we're using propeller planes and steamer ships to get across the ocean they can get there pretty quick you know yeah and say that but like just in general it's not as hard to travel anymore why why not like we're going to hawaii for a couple events have a month of mm -hmm. you know just leading up to scotland or something have 
maybe make the British Masters co-sanctioned. So you have like four events in a row in the UK or Europe in general. That would I, I don't disagree with that. It's like a fun swing because it's like, hey, we have California golf. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to get the money behind it to get the fields, but you know, you have the California, we have the POA, we get all the water down in the Florida swing. It's it'd be fun to have like a hey, this is just a link swing, and we're gonna play these four weeks in a row, and you might end up with better golf in general from some of the guys who maybe aren't going to perform well this week if they got three weeks of leading up to this. Hey, and look- I mean, as Dan points out too, they, they would have to figure something out. Like, hey, guys, we're teeing off at uh, eleven a.m. Yeah, because because if we need the American audience and these fuckers aren't getting up at 2 a.m. for the British masters. And that's a big piece of it. I think for sure too. So yeah. yeah hey, look, the landscape of professional golf uh, is, is in flux in terms of like schedules and all these different things in the next calendar year or two years or however long it's going to take to shake this out. So, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that, but yeah, I, I like the link style. I like part of, I like the early morning golf to your point. It feels like what the West coasters feel like an NFL football Sunday is like where, you know, you wake up and football's on right away. And then by the time it's over, you got a little bit more time in your day to kind of do other stuff, uh, which is kind of nice. I I brought this up last night as well, because, you know, if you're, you're a central time guy and you go to Vegas, you've been to the West coast, like what happens when you get out to the West coast, you wake up at 4am because it's like, I'm still on, I'm still on central time. I was thinking about this and I, I wish I'd planned ahead a little better because next year I'm thinking about being on the West coast for the British watching it early, getting up early in the morning, watching it and then getting up in my Lake Tahoe Airbnb and going up to the Barracuda for the afternoon. I brought it up with Drew last night uh, when I was talking, I'm like, like, I always forget that there's another event and it's in one of the most scenic places in all of the United States, and it's a shitty Stableford event that nobody cares about. I don't think it's hard to get tickets to the Barracuda. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm just, I, I think that's the plan. Next Probably get credentials for the Barracuda. No, that, that, that'd be the plan. Get credentials, bring the wife with, do some wine tastings, go to Barracuda, and you know she can sleep in, wait till brunch. I'll be up at three in the morning watching the Open. So I, I feel like I have a good plan put together for next year. This year, it's just, I mean, just the getting up early and breakfast part, I guess. Yeah. Probably annoying to listeners that this nonsense that we get to do for an hour a week is good enough to get us credentialed to events uh, at times. So, uh, hey, such is life. But yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for this Uh, at the top, too. If you're um, watching on YouTube, subscribe, like button, comments, anything who you like for the open. Jump in. Those do uh, wonders for us supporting the free content. Still available, obviously, podcast forum. Uh, Subscribe, rate, review there as well. Uh, I'm going to lead at the top. We are fading Ricky, or I'm sorry, we're fading Rory this week. Uh, Rory is not going back to back at Hoy Lake. Rory is not going back to back with the Scottish in the Open Championship. If Rory McElroy wins the Open Watch Championship, this. it's just going to go right in the middle. <laughs> peek around it. Peek around it. Your your subscription at Betsburg's Golf, $19.99 for a month, free. So we're going to the top of the board here. We're fading Ricky actively here. So. Uh, this is something that Andy has been probably waiting to do all season long, taking up a lot of good anti-rookie stands. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's playing tr- tremendous golf. We're just uh, we're 
trying to have some fun with this a little bit. So if you're a yeah. new listener, a new watcher, a viewer, you've just handled the free content, haven't got over to betsportsgolf.com, haven't paid and got in, this is a chance. If you like Rory this week, double down. Otherwise, it's still just $19.99. It's pretty cheap for a month. Yeah. Um, but again, you'll get uh, the chance to get that back if uh, if Rory, the top of the board, wins the tournament. So, um, all right, let's jump into the course let's, a little bit, Andy. Yeah, let's talk about Royal Liverpool Golf Club course whatever at toy lake in the mercy if you uh, you uh you soccer fans footy fans in the mercy side mercy region you know where liverpool and everton play yeah so down by down by the uh what i suppose southwest chunk of england where the the water starts flowing into whatever river that is there that goes into those cities a little bit of a port area and obviously gorgeous. Like we talked about with yeah. the flyovers. It's Lynx Golf. It's pretty. You can see everything. I, like I said, some of the shots they had of 17, they, you know, they did that on purpose. They wanted a pin that sat on the horizon when you're looking at it. They, they, you know, the aesthetics of this are quite pleasing. And truthfully, it's not a hard course. It's, it's like, it's one of those where if you could play this in a bubble, it's just, well, Hit it straight. The fairways are kind of skinny, but and it's going to run out. And as long as you know where the bunkers are, it's not going to be terribly, terribly difficult. What makes it difficult is, you know, the, the people who don't have experience and will watch their drives run out into pot bunkers or some of those diagonal bunkers and the wind and weather. If the wind and weather kick up, things can be quite difficult along the coast because, like we said, to just start, it's not. Uh, uh, what's the, what's the one with the lighthouse? Uh, Harbor town, Harbor, you know, Harbor town. We have those two holes. It's like, man, it's windy out here. And then, yeah, but the other 16 are kind of inland and we don't have to yeah. worry about that. Like not the same. It doesn't matter. The, the most inland holes still catch a lot of this wind and that makes it pretty difficult. As you said in the newsletter that uh, went out earlier, it is a uh, Lynx golf. It is not Lynx E. It is not Lynx ish. It is, True. uh, you know, barren, and open and yeah 17 is beautiful you can see the irish sea and they can even catch whales they said if it's uh you know a nice day and, and bright and sunny and yeah we're gonna have some uh some very interesting views and it is unique golf in, in terms of you know very common parkland style american tree lines that we see it is definitely uh uh you probably see whales and whales uh which is a great question for producer producer dan uh depending on what you know what's going on out there so all right. Uh, yeah, like you said, it is. You know, we've been here a couple times. We were here in 06 with Tiger. Uh, it was baked out. Famous Tiger. He look had a practice round. Hit some drivers. Didn't go well. Hit one early in his first round. Put it in the bag. Uh, put his five wood away and went with a two iron. Um, I mean, the joke is even God can't hit a two iron. But apparently, Tiger Woods and God can hit two irons. Rory did something similar. I uh, and you know, dialed back off the tee a little bit, but not quite as much as Tiger. So that's interesting. You're basically any content that you're going to see this week is talking about how important finding the fairway is. And when you get into the statistical analysis, Andy, I want to get your thoughts here because this gets a little bit noisy and you have to be a little bit more nuanced because some of this is going to force layups anyway, because some of the ways that the fairways come into play. And as you mentioned, I think we have six or seven holes where OB is like right there. Yeah. Like it is not a little bit off. It's not a wayward drive. It is like where you typically would start to see like different cuts of rough. We have OB markers right there. So 
when you get a little bit noisy, when you start to look and try to model accuracy, because where we're at in terms of like statistical analysis, we don't have accuracy in like a clubbing down scenario, right? Yeah. It's just capturing off the T accuracy. And you're going to have, you're going to have guys taking less than driver a lot. So you can get in a situation where maybe you're penalizing a guy that has bad off the T accuracy marks when he's probably not hitting driver very much here, or maybe you're doing the other inverse where you're inflating someone that is a prominent, well, you know, fairway finder off the tee where that guy maybe is at a little bit of a disadvantage, especially if he's not a long hitter this week. Yeah. And I guess off the top, I want quick opinion because there's a lot of people that are super mad about the, you know, in inside the tournament or inside the why, why can't it internal? I couldn't think of the yeah, goddamn word. Out of bounds. The internal out of bounds. People are upset. Hey, guess what? These golfers are really, really good. They're talking about rolling the ball back. They're talking like, how can we make the courses longer for these people? We already give them all this relief on TIO and anytime they're like Ricky won a tournament because he went into a puddle. You know, we give them plenty. I'm fine with it. Yeah. If you're gonna make if you're gonna make it say this is out of bounds, it's not like it's some surprise, like you landed somewhere, but like, oh, that was a surprise out of bounds. We, yeah. we 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 didn't tell you a week in advance. Like they know what they have to do, and they know on 18, you just can't you can't fucking hook it right, I guess. It's and, like baseball ground rules, right? Like yeah, they're not all cut from the same, they're not they're all unique. It's like, well, yeah, here this is how this plays here. To your point, like they're out there right now, in practice rounds, walking the course, you have an idea of where those are and where you can and cannot miss. And yeah, I like it. I like that it's unique. I like all of those unique elements of it. So yeah, I mean, we were stretched out as a par 71, um, you know, just a tad under 7,400 yards. It's going to play long, especially with some of those forced layups. So you got to find the fairway. You know, guys that have played well here have been in the short stuff. It's really hard to get yourself to where you want to be. These are pretty small greens. They're flat for the most part. The course in general is pretty plain in terms of link style stuff. It's not a lot of like undulation. You have some elevated greens and stuff, but again, it comes down to the weather. I mean, we've seen, it's been, they had a really dry spring and everyone thought this was going to be really fast and baked out. And then they got a little bit more rain of late. I mean, Nick in the chat is talking about what is expected. He's local. Um, the forecast is calling for a good amount of rain throughout the week. So it is probably going to play, a little softer it's probably going to play a little bit longer too because you're not going to get that carry uh off the tee so it is interesting to really handicap and, to and me. if i'm inexperienced again the way we've seen some of these links courses over the years play where it's like that was a good drive if it didn't roll another 50 yards into that bunker like if i'm a little less experienced in I, like I think what I'm trying to say is the softer conditions are better for some of the less experienced links players because sure. it's hard to hit some of these shots to get your ball to stop. Especially if we do end up getting the wind kick up a little, we're gonna have to hit some of these stingers. Like I would prefer if I had a better, you know, a better grip on how far the ball's gonna roll out rather than I'd uh, caught it down slope and as well as just hitting this rock hard ground. So the rain, the and but your, to your point too, the rain will make it play quite a bit longer if it's soft. We don't get that run out. Yeah, it's a major. You need the whole bag, shaved runoffs, so you're gonna have to scramble a little bit, small greens. Obviously, you're gonna have to putt. Um, so again, long approach is gonna matter if it's playing a little bit longer too. So as a, a major championship should be. You shouldn't be able to, um, you know, fake it somewhere. You're going to have to be able to 
to be dialed in for the week. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. And I like waking up to some major championship golf. So, all right, we talked about Rory at the top of the board. Uh, depending on where you are, he is still the favorite, though it is kind of smushed a little bit now. It's kind of a two horse race. We've been, you know, a three man, a big three. And then, you know, Brooks has kind of put himself there in terms of where he belongs in major championships. I think that makes sense too. But in terms of the betting board here, it is a big two with Scotty and Rory. Uh, the Scotty run is, I don't know, yeah. man, it is nuts. And I don't know really what to do with the thought of like him playing this well and only winning two times and not winning a major this year, being in contention in all of them is really hard to, uh, to kind of process. So is, does it feel like a big two to you? Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously Scotty's game translates everywhere. Rory's not only playing some of the best golf he's played, he's very comfortable on the side of the pond on links courses too. So the, yeah, they should both be in single digit odds. I, I do believe a strong, you know, top two with, you know, Rom should be right there as well. It's it's not as if he's never played these like, and he's very good. So I, I don't, I don't mind a little differentiation there, but uh, I don't think the gap should be terribly big heading past those two. And Scotty, again, to your point, it's one of those like, God, I saw a great thread or just like a, you know, one of those goddamn engagement tweets where, you know, quote tweet this with your like stat that you wouldn't believe. My favorite one was that uh, Harbaugh quarterback has more rushing yards than Bo Jackson in his career. <laughs> I, had, I literally went and looked it up. It's because he played for like 18 years. Uh, yeah. Bo, Bo famously did not, but this is going to be one of those bar trivia things. Like, it is one of the greatest seasons of golf from a just pure statistical standpoint of, oh, my God, every week just in the mix. And it's like, man, he hasn't won in ever. It's been a while. and I mean, it's even been kind of a while since it's like hey, we're on Sunday and he can win. He's always just right there. He's just kind of, you know, a half step back somehow. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's not the somehow, it's the putting. Yeah, I mean, pretty clearly, if you look here in this field over the last three months, so dating back to basically mid-April, right around the time of Augusta, um, Scotty is first in approach. Um, he is first tee to green. He's first in total strokes gained, uh, which is remarkable. Uh, third and around the green, which is just, again, top three in every strokes gains category, second off the tee. He's 100th in the field in putting. Uh, so that's that's kind of, that's it. It's he's gained in two of the last three, but it's the timely putts. Uh, he's just, it's, it's been really frustrating to watch. And I mean, look, I, I looked last time he's, so he's just been nothing but T 12s all season long. Uh, he's got yeah. seven straight T fives. The last time he finished outside the top 12 was week seven of last NFL football season. He's that's a long time. We're like almost at football season again. Yeah. Uh, he's just been so good. We never see this type of consistency. That's kind of the Holy grail a professional golf and he just can't seem to scoot himself over the edge. I've been on him for all three majors. I haven't bet him yet. I'm going to bet him. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet this right now. MGM has a seven fifty. That's the best in market. We're looking at some six fifties and sevens. I don't think I'm going to take a swing pre-tournament. I'm going to wait and dance and see if I can get a little bit of a better live number at some point. But I, I have a small piece basically right now that would cover my Scotty bets to this point in the major season, but I do not have um, I 300 boost on DK is fine. I think they typically make that a pretty small stake. Um, 
so that's that's doesn't that doesn't cover doesn't cover my Scotty uh this season in in majors. So we got to get there. So yeah, he's to me. I don't know. I, I have to get there, but I, I have not yet. And it's a, it's an expensive card for me this week. I think well, I, I ran <clears throat> I ran like five different models this week, and it was like, hey, form, you know, medium to long term form, Scotty. Short term form, Scotty. Uh, greens and regulation slash try or you know approach accuracy, Scotty with a bullet. You know, overall overall course fit, and I try to use some unique things that wouldn't be double counted in the stuff I just talked about. And it was still Scotty. Like, unless you weight putting really heavily, which I don't think you should be doing in, in any instances, you can have a hard time keeping out of the top two in any of these lists you're going to make. You know, and a lot of it too, if you go past just the ranked list and actually look at the stats that are driving it, sometimes there's a fairly big gap between one and two, and especially one and like, yeah, uh, five, six, and you know, there's there's a big, big gap, a gulf even with some of the stats he's putting up. So, it it does feel inevitable he wins, but boy, we've been saying that for three months. Hundred percent, yeah. It's not once it's the players, and uh, it was a long time ago. So yeah, uh, Rom has just not been himself. Uh, he's been struggling around the green. Putting has been just okay. Typically a great putter. Um, everything else, Tita Green has been pretty good. A little bit of uh, accuracy issue off the tee, but again, like I don't want to weight that too much because I feel like that's I don't know. I think I feel like it's more nuanced than that. I think Rob's yeah. gonna be able to tee down and you know use his distance to play smart and take it as an advantage. So um I get right why he's where he's at, but I have more interest in some of the other guys that are right around him in that next tier, and that next tier is pretty big it does involve some of the euros the englishmen that we've talked about of late that have aren't winning golf tournaments but are playing really good golf and are competitive um with ty hatton and and tommy fleetwood but then you kind of get into this little string of uh of guys like brooks cam smith victor hovlin xander and cantley uh and ricky has put himself in that tier now with you know, the win in uh, in detroit in terms of guys that are say, basically sub 30 um have you fired into this uh this tier here i have one outright i've only bet one you made one total bet outright so far i've made one total bet outright i okay. want uh, there's about six other guys i'm just kind of waiting it, it, it is a week where you will see these odds shift around over the course of the next few days and i we already think have, yeah and I, I think I missed the boat on a certain live player, but yeah, the only guy I could really get behind so far is Xander. And I hate betting on Xander. <laughs> and I love the picture Dan used at least, but you know, uh, Ron was kind enough to put together those stats uh, with, you know, who, who's more of a links specialist. And even with, you know, every chart has a purpose and Ron's was trying to portray who has a bigger delta of like their links playing versus their overall non-links? Like who's this much better on links compared to their other, uh, you know, just regular golf, if you want to call it that. So Xander wasn't very high on the list, but if you just looked at the strokes gained average on links, he was very high on the list. He just wasn't high on Ron's list because he was also really good on the other courses and it was similar so you didn't have a big difference. But if you just if you were able to go into a spreadsheet and sort by the other row, Xander would have been well into the top 10 of, you know, just 
guys over the last eight years who played it, true link stops. He's been good. He's been good on, you know, all kinds of courses. But, uh, and I, I did mention this too in the, my last point in there. I don't know if he gets lost in the wash a little too because he just hasn't won one. He hasn't been in contention really. You know, he did win last year in Scotland. He played really well at the old course. And he has done well in this stretch. But he has a bunch of good finishes as well. It's not like we've had a bad year from Xander. Getting him at, I mean, people got him at 30 to 1. He He's top 10 at both uh, the Masters and the U.S. Open. I think the PGA, he was top 20. It's, it's not like he's had these flame outs where he's been just horrible at big events. He can definitely win this tournament with his link experience and just overall experience and his his form as a golfer. So 28 to 1 felt a little long. And I, I do know some other places, and maybe this was a little bit of a reassurance as well. Uh, Chris has him under 20. It doesn't hurt when I find, hey, here's a great yeah. number, and then a market-making book like Bet Chris slash bookmaker is down at plus 1975 didn't didn't hurt uh, my argument in my head with myself. So that's the only one I've really pulled the trigger on. Brooks, I miss, like I said, I miss the 23, 24s. It's pretty much 20 in the market. I'd like your opinion on him as well, but he he's another one too. Or what's his course fit? Well, it's all the courses. He is just that good. He's competed in the majors. His, what, what's his downside? He has to play with Cantlay. That's the that's the joke going around right now. But yeah, I mean, honestly, what what's the downside with Brooksy here? There isn't downside with Brooksy. Uh, yeah. Well, we can start there, producer Dan, and I. I um, I'm living in this area. Uh, I think these guys and I got some. I took advantage of uh, of some boosts and some bad numbers to get Brooks out to 30. I think you know there's 22s on Brooks. I think that's fine. There is no downside to Brooks talked about this in our discord people are asking for that same question i think the thought the the only downside is hey i like other guys in this range more because there's no fit issue there's no form issue and look he came up on the challenge tour this guy did not come through the traditional corn fairy routes like he went out to europe and was grinding on links courses and bad weather and uh that's shown in his career he's played really well in europe in his career he had four t10 finishes in the open uh, in the five years prior to last year's miscut, I feel pretty comfortable throwing anything 2022 Brooks out in terms of where we knew with his health, where his mental health was. You know, he is a tremendous scrambler. Uh, he is long and accurate off the tee. And I think he'd be another guy that would benefit from having a distance advantage by clubbing down still. Like he'll still be able to take advantage of that tremendous putter. Uh, we know that he's a killer in these big field events. So there is no issue with Brooks. Um, yeah, my 30 is obviously a, a one-off, but let's see what we can find out here now. 18s, 22 still out there. Uh, Chris is 20 and change, 22 on Bet Rivers, 22 on Points Bet. Uh, if you can get down at either of those books, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Brooks here and, and think he's big game hunting, and that's uh, that's where we're at now with the final one. Last chance for him to earn Ryder Cup uh, points here with. Uh, the Ryder Cup coming up, even though he's you know in good shape now, I think he wants a good finish here to kind of solidify that for himself too. Yeah, the U.S. team rankings—it's crazy. Like all these guys who've played, you know, twenty-five events since uh, since the season started last what September, and Brooks has played three, and he's sitting in third place. Yeah, just show up and be he good. Scheffler and Clark, like essentially, yeah, like to stay in the top six. I mean, it is pretty tight from like 
from four to 10, 12, the points are pretty tight, but to stay in the top six, I don't know, just like a top 20 here, feels like uh, we were having this weird discussion around this before the Masters. Like, what if he plays well? Do, you know, do, do they even consider him? I don't think there's any question at this point. You know, especially with the agreement after, you know, thousand uh, percent live and piff and all these, we're not fighting anymore. Like it's silly that it feels silly that we even had this discussion four months ago and not at this point now. Yeah. I do believe he's on the team either way. And I do think the agreement or whatever's to come of the agreement, at least where it's at now, uh, the end of litigation in terms of the live PGA stuff is enough to, to green light Brooks and would be an egregious mistake by Zach Johnson to, to leave him off the team at this point. So um in on Brooks, um, I'm also in terms of just the numbers that I got on top of the board for me here is uh, another guy that I think is going to start to be, I don't want to say he's going to be Brooks in terms of majors, but we're going to see Victor Hovland win major golf tournaments. And we've started to see a shift this year where, look, we used to joke about Vic. Um, it, it was it was all swing season stuff. It was the Hero World Challenge. Uh, it was Maya Coba. Uh, but all of a sudden, it started last year, T4 at St. Andrews. Kind of got lost in the sauce on Sunday there, but was in there all week. Uh, in a place where everyone thought he was going to play poorly because he can't chip, uh, which is the, the driving narrative with him. Then he goes out, T3 at the players. Another spot where I don't feel is like a Vic course in terms of like it kind of mitigates distance. And yeah, you're going to be an elite ball striker, but you know, really any style can win there. That's not something that I would think Vic would kind of highlight at and did really well there t7 at augusta t2 at oak hill we know what happened to him and brooks he got caught in the bunker there uh, and then a solo 19 not a great showing at lacc but again still 20th uh and those are all on the back of a win in memorials starting to play really good in big fields against great competition and again like the secret is he's gained strokes around the green in 10 of 12 majors that have had stroke uh shot link data where we've been able to measure the strokes gain there uh, including all three majors this season so this thought of him being uh, you know just behind the top tier guys in terms of around the green stuff just isn't true in terms of what the math and the data is showing us at this point so uh vic at 22 is uh what i got down on let me see what else is out there we still have 22s 25 and change at chris on vic um is something that i would get down on um i, I just i love him here looks like we got the fit here the, the jl stuff uh is kind of hideous is this what we're wearing oh it is what we're wearing yeah, that's like a, a bowling shirt, man. It is a bowling it's shirt. Like, it's like the, the only, he's the only golfer. Yeah, oh, God. He, yeah, he's like the only golfer where the shit comes out every Tuesday before he plays. Where It's like, here's his whole fit. I mean, we used to do it a little with Tiger. Be like, oh, what, you know, what's what's the red Yeah, shirt? Travis Matthew Ooh. will do it a little bit with Rom sometimes. I've seen it here and there. Yeah, that that's fair. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's few and far between. And for someone who doesn't have, like, any huge wins... It's crazy that like we're that focused on his. Well, he dresses like a goon, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, but uh, I don't disagree with you. It was another one too where I just couldn't quite get there at the number. You know, my outside of the top two, you know, the guys I looked at were Morikawa and I don't know. You can pick that one apart a little too. Obviously, we had a strange moment in golf history where he went and played the Scottish open said he didn't like the turf. Couldn't figure out how to like loft his balls. Right. Couldn't hit through it. Well, trying to figure it out. And everybody, 
everyone just thought, well, that's not good. And then we got a good number on him. Obviously, like we, we, I played him that uh, I played him that next week. I'm like, well, we can't we can't downgrade him that far. The irons are still good, so it worked worked out for him. I don't know, given the current form. We'll see. I have him pretty high as well. Some of it is, I mean, some of it is just the still the iron play and the fit to this course. His form is still top 15, the way I rank things. Cantley was another one I looked at, but I don't think we're quite getting the price there for someone who I can question parts of the game on. Rom, same thing, the price. If I had to play one of the top three, though, I would probably play Rom given the price. <laughs> I still, and I mentioned it off the top. I get that there's a a difference between the top two and Rom, but it shouldn't be that big. Like fourteen fifty on John Rom feels a little disrespectful. Don't care where the course is. Yeah, and it, it, awful close. Like out of everyone I've mentioned at this point, he was the closest. The Fowler number is out of control. Yes, he's played good golf, and he maybe has cleared a mental hurdle by getting a win again after four and a half years. We saw that. Very pronounced exhale in the 18th green. That was awful fun to get that win. Being on him, getting some money out of it was nice. But th that price has kind of jumped the shark at this point. And then that leads you to the uh, the Euros, man. Like the, the Fleetwoods and the Hattons. And, you know, maybe even Sugar Shane Lowry. Like where, where do you stand on some of those guys? They're all interesting to me. They are – I don't love the prices. Like I said, we've talked about – I think specifically the uh, the Brits there, where they just don't they don't win a lot. Like we're paying elite prices for those guys, and they're yeah they've been in the mix. Like I think Fleetwood's been uber consistent, playing really good golf, almost like Ricky without the win at this point. Where Ricky's kind of got over it. Same thing, Hatton obviously you know familiarity playing over here seems to be a good course fit for this spot. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I like them. I would out of that, those three that you mentioned, I would go Lowry out of the three, especially again, like almost twice the number two. Uh, but again, I've hung out at the top and a couple of guys that you already mentioned. Uh, I got a really good number on Cam Smith. Uh, Cam Smith still what is out here. We have 22s out here on Cam Smith this morning, 20s on Cam Smith. It looks like uh, that's that's interesting to me. 20 and change on Chris. Yeah. So still 20s. Domestic is the best number. Look, I mean, we talk about some of the stuff you need here, the strokes gain, magic beans. Like he has it in spades. He has the creativity that I think you need to be a Lynx winner. This is obviously a very different course in terms of um, how it's going to play. Like you could take driver and go wayward off the tee at St. Andrews. You're not going to be able to do that here. But I think because Cam's going to be forced to maybe lay up and play a little bit of a different style, I like that fit for him here. And Look, we saw he just didn't play golf heading into the, to the Masters. He did that last the year before. He won the players and then took a ton of time off heading into the Masters, went down to Australia, hung out with his family, didn't play a ton. Now he was doing it with some of that live money, just kind of got himself and got his game in shape. And now since then, 79s are better in the past eight starts. Since the Masters, he's won twice, You know, he's been in the mix, he's playing really good golf. And 27 for Cam, I think, is just uh, was too big. So love that price on him. And I still would be interested in a 20. And then I get the case for, you know, he's going to be, you know, dinged in some people's modeling for the accuracy piece. And I try to make that point at the top where I think that that's somewhat more nuanced than that here. So Cam is on the board. But then I'm going to pivot and go the other way. I'm on Morikawa as well. Uh, I really like what, we, what I heard from Morikawa in the presser post-Detroit. 
where he was talking about he felt like he found something uh, that week. And again, he obviously lost in the playoff to Ricky. Um, 35 on Morikawa, and those are still out there. Uh, and he talked about how, like, I, look, I didn't like Scotland, so I'm going to go over, but I'm just not going to play the Scottish. I'm going to play some other more link style golf. So, yeah. yeah, he didn't play in the Scottish, but he's been playing golf. He's been over there with his girl over to Wimbledon and took in all that stuff. And um, I think, again, yes, the accuracy is, is part of it. So maybe he can hit driver more than some of these other guys, but the approaches are still elite. And don't look now, he's gained strokes putting in four consecutive events. And that was, I think, some of the confidence that we saw spilling out of him post Detroit of like, I think I found something with my swing and I feel pretty comfortable in the greens. And that was a spot where it's like, Hey, can Colin really compete in a spot where you're going to have to get into the mid twenties? And he did like, that wouldn't be a spot that I would have thought Colin would be on our card. Maybe a spot where scoring's a little bit tighter, accuracy, irons, all those things are going to matter. No, he was able to make a ton of birdies and go low because par five scoring birdies are going to matter here too. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a short card for me. I'm at the top of the board because I think a big dog's winning this event. So Colin at 35 is uh, one of my longer plays. All right, I'm in. I wanted it. I needed Let's some go. talking. And you're not a Colin it. guy. That's not your I, thing. I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure I've bet him since he won that. Like, I, yeah. maybe well, you it's know, been good. When, he hasn't won since. Yeah, when when you bet someone and uh, they win, usually you play them a little after. You know, obviously you get you get a weird stretch after the open with some shitty events into the playoffs. I'll have to I'll have to go check what I've used him for, but uh, I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use a move where uh, I don't like to pull this one out of the bag too often because I don't like to use this book at all. But there's a oh, never mind it, it adjusted. I was looking at something wrong. I thought I found a forty. Now I'm not even gonna mention the shitty book. So I'm gonna try to find the best price, but thirty thirty five something like that. I'm I'm in. You got me. Yeah, so Morikawa did pop in some of the numbers, and then obviously, like the form number I'm using is lower, like I said, but that takes into account a large chunk of long term form. And when you, you know, when you needle down and you look at a guy who has been improving, like we've seen, and he's making the comments like that and saying all the right things, it's like fine, fine. So the top part too is like we he was in the mix. Remember Memorial where Victor won? There was a bunch of guys in the mix heading into Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Colin was in that mix and he woke up and withdrew with a little bit of a back issue. It wasn't a problem. T14 at the US Open. But man, like he was dialed in his irons that week. He's gaining over two strokes per round on approach that week. Um, was gaining strokes putting that week. Was playing really, really, really good golf. Um, and that really doesn't count for the most part in terms of his recent stats, those three rounds get tossed because he withdrew. So, um, yeah, I mean, that kind of, that would probably help bump up his form a little bit more even. Cause yeah, before that, it wasn't really good. PGA wasn't, it was okay. T26, you know, but missed a cut in Wells Fargo, you know, really wasn't much of a, a player, the travelers. So like he's had some, some not great showings of late, but again, last time out T2 playoff went and played some good links golf, I'm sure. And uh, I think he's ready for this event. So yeah, I like the number at 35 quite a bit. So I'm not I'm not sure I'm finding anything better than 3150. I'm a little miff now. Because I really thought I saw 40. And now I'm gonna be pissy that I'm not gonna get it. 30. Just 30 everywhere offshore. I might have to where's the 35? Drive the goddamn Iowa? Yeah. 31 and change on Chris. Is that what you're yeah, seeing? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the best price I'm seeing offshore. And I haven't got into the weeds yet and looked at some real shitty books, but but 
um, so far at the, at the decent books and I'm fully confident that they'll pay me. Um, so far, 31 is the best. So yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in. I just have to do a little uh, price shopping. I like, uh, I like your Xander play. I, I, I could see, I get like, to me, like Xander and their best, their best buddies, Xander and Cantley are like the same dude. Like there's nothing that you're going to run. That's going to show you that they're a, a bad play, that they're in bad form, that they are a bad fits. Like they are both so steady and maybe a little bit boring and not sexy. And that sometimes probably drives the number. Um, you know, people aren't excited to click Xander. People aren't excited. No one loves cheering for watching Patrick Cantley play golf, but man, they're, they're very steady. So I get the appeal of, of those guys as well. It's just part of the two is when you're just, this close in splitting hairs. Sometimes I like guys that I can make a case for. I also like watching and playing. And that sometimes is that simple as well. Um, I also got on Rick on Ricky. I got on Ricky. What'd you get for a price though? Cause 56. That's what matters here. 56. Yeah. yeah. This is acceptable. I just shit talked Ricky five minutes I agree. ago. And no interest in Ricky at 20. So it's I want to put it yeah, it's, it's because he's been beaten up even at Chris 2950. Borderline 56. I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah. So this is, I got the 56 pre uh, him hoisting this rocket mortgage, uh, knowing that he, people are going to start to dig in. He came in second at Hoy Lake last time. If he wins this and gets over it, that's going to shrink massively. And, and that's what happened. But look, he's been really consistent. If you look at how he's played this year, yeah. it's, it's no surprise. He kind of deserves to, to be in the 30 range. I agree with you. 20 is, is too short, but over the past six months, top 20 in approach, Tita green around the green and putting, uh, you know, is kind of like your you knockoff Scotty Shuffler in terms of finishing positions. Uh, so, you know, throwing some really low rounds at the Travelers, low rounds at the U.S. Open. He's been in contention. So, yeah, no interest in the 20, but, yeah, 56. Uh, again, just to, for transparency, I'm putting it up there, but obviously knowing full I, well that no one can get on that number, and I apologize. I opened DraftKings just to see, and I accidentally opened because normally I just use it as DFS. So it opened the DFS site. Um, time to promote the DFS show because I'll be watching tomorrow because I've got some free millionaire tickets. Apparently, let's so go. It's it's and it's use them or lose them. Like you don't not take the time and enter these free entries you've gotten into the millionaire. So I'll have to pay attention to Ron and uh, Ron and Byron tomorrow. See what I can get. But yeah, good good grab on Ricky for sure. And I know they changed a little bit too. Whereas I think typically your six K is your bottom. Guy, they've they've yeah, opened they have like it up five thousand guys. Yeah, and they, I, I think the top guys are a little bit more expensive, so it's a maybe an interesting week to to dabble over there. Um, but that makes up my outright card again. Like in terms of where those guys are now, like everyone's pretty short, but getting you know thirty on Brooks, fifty six on Ricky Cam at twenty seven. Those are a little off market in terms of um, taking advantage of some boosts and some bigger numbers. Uh, you know, well, even me like futures. Xander. Xander at uh, I, I bet him at twenty eight. I put it in the Discord this morning. Um, that's down to 22 at yep. uh, Bet Online, where I was able to take him this morning. I don't, I don't think you're going to find better than a 25 right now. Yeah. Uh, are you dancing on any of those guys? Or, you know, later we talked about the uh, Shane Lowry. I mean, I know you haven't fired at it, but like, are, who are you considering down the board a little bit? Yeah, Lowry. Lowry obviously makes a short list. I, it's one of those things too, where and we always make this joke and this comparison. And I mean, people do talk about this on Twitter. Our friend Dwayne. I talk golf with he's he always makes this like argument to against mushes like it doesn't matter like we're in such a bubble here 
like golf Twitter is not the world. And <laughs> you see like 14 people betting the same guy. Oh, there's no way he can win. He's mushed. Literally has nothing to do with it. Drives him nuts. He mentions it every week. Same thing around guys, you know, like we all say this. We'd rather you finish second last week. Right, for reform. Because we can't bet you to win twice in a row. Like, what's wrong with Wyndham Clark's game here? Nothing. You know. I love it. You know, like if he has to be really good finessing some balls onto these greens, um, and his short game is just as good as we saw at L.A., uh, why, you know, why not him? His form is fantastic. He has two wins this year. Like his form is, is two more wins on tour than Rory. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Like, I, I guess I don't quite understand why that price is that low. Obviously little lack of experience on some of these style courses compared to some of the big names, but fuck it. I'm, I'm still kind of looking at like 55 60 to one and when clark and wondering why exactly we're having that amount of disrespect lowry's played better over the last few weeks that number's kind of getting beat up a little too though i do like him that might be a wait and see kind of thing yeah seeing 40s on lowry i'm with you on um i'm with you on the Wyndham clark thing like is the one that i don't have that i consider but again i've spent i'm a little overextended already but he's He's great around the green. We saw that. It's why he won at LACC. Uh, yeah. Bogey avoidance. I think he's the top five, no matter really what your sample size of rounds are. I think, yeah, he's it can be a little bit, um, you know, wild off the tee. But we talked about that too. Like the distance that he has, he can club down and still not be too far off of some of these other guys. So yeah, fifties basically across the board domestically. Sixty on DraftKings, fifty-five and change. It looks like on Chris. Yeah, uh, he's and like you said, he's perfect. He's a perfect club down opportunity because yeah, you're not losing a lot of distance with the club speed he has. And if he can gain the accuracy, uh, you know, if everybody's clubbing down, I want the guys with the high club speed who gain accuracy and and still have an advantage. And I want the guys who are good around the green and bogey avoidance. And we didn't really talk about it, but I think and this is such this is a bit trite because this is like saying sg approach is important scoring on par five is important it is here too and it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what like if it's windy that's your and the weather goes to shit it's like this is your only chance for birdies when you're hitting stingers and fighting for pars like you have to score and then if it's not windy these are very gettable eagle opportunities. Like no matter what, you have to be good in these par fives. And obviously that's a, you know, that's a highlight of his game as well too. So For yeah, sure. Wyndham Clark at 60 feels a little long. I might be close on Clark and Lowry. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Rom, 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 Lowry and Clark are, are the guys that are just missing the card so far. Okay. There's time. Yeah. Uh, you didn't really consider DJ, but I like DJ this week. He'll find his way onto finishing position bets. Um, like how he's playing. Uh, Tom Kim makes sense too. If you want to go into, Hey, look, he's seems to have figured something out of the Scottish the last couple of years and is one of the more accurate players. He's added some distance this year. It's a matter of uh, how much do you believe in that putter getting hot for the week? Fino feels pretty popular, at least in the bubble that we've seen, but the number hasn't moved very much. Um, it does feel like an off number in terms of where we typically bet Tony Fino, but he's been playing very well and he's been really bad on the green. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Links golf, not a place you necessarily go to find form. I, pr- I pretty much want you to be playing really good golf. Same thing with Spieth. Spieth is tough for me because 
just hasn't been playing a lot or playing really well. And yes, like I think theoretically, like Spieth is a good fit for some of the things that we would want to see done here, but he's just not really in, in it right now. Uh, and I'd want him to find the form too. Uh, obviously that goes for Justin Thomas as well, who's again, seems off. It just jumps out of you. Like that feels really weird to see sixties and seventies next to those guys' names, but uh, it kind of makes sense with how they're cur- currently playing. Yeah. Um, I did bet one long shot. I bet Justin day or Jason day, Justin day, Jason Justin day. day. Uh, this is cousin Jason day at one ten, And that's, I thought was going to be an outlier mistake. And some other books have followed along. I don't really get it. I don't love Jason Day here, but 110 feels really bad uh, for a guy who's still been playing pretty good golf. Is I think a tremendous course fit here. Uh, putts really well on slower greens, which we're going to see this week, like 10 and a half on the stint meter. Around the green is great. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, I think the approach game hasn't been tremendous over the last little bit of the season. But yeah, Jason Day feels a little too long for me. And that's, that's out there still at some spots. Uh, 110 still on DraftKings. Looks like he's 105 and change on Chris. Yeah, the uh, some of them got beat down a little bit. He's 80, 90 in spots. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Minwoo Lee and uh, Corey Connors. And I know Bobby Mack played really great last year. And we're kind of a, still in a home game for Bobby Mack. But, like, I don't know. Jason Day has been pretty darn good. Those are some of the guys that are around him on the board. I uh, like that one a little bit. Uh, interesting too i was wondering if you had an opinion on that because it is a major and we have more markets there's a you know lefties in there and it's funny that i called him that but it's basically a, i think it is just a three-way market with uh bobby mack uh harman and lefty for top left-handed player uh lefty being a little longer and harman and mcintyre being up there a lot of love for harman but i think mcintyre should be a better favorite a bigger favorite there considering uh his experience over here too so i i looked at that pretty hard and wondered if that price wasn't off a touch yeah i would that makes sense to me uh harman's playing really well that that's the only that's the only issue it's like yeah. hey do, do you value form or you value having actually played on a course like this yes yeah. no that's true it's not, I mean, it's not like Harmon never has but for sure uh, you know obviously bobby mack is a, is a decent fit here. Nick Palfrey is playing Ewan Ferguson, top debutante. I think that's the umpire from the Wimbledon final. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. I think that was, I think it's, no, it's it's not. It was just some, there was some Irish guy that was the umpire. I can't remember his name now. Um, I, believe- I think it was Fergus was his first name. That's why it stuck <laughs> with me. Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't looked at some of those ancillary markets. Um, but there are some long shots here where people are like, no one's talking about this guy who, you know, has played really well in the DP tour. And th- there are some really big numbers in some of these guys where it's like, hey, this is this is probably not somebody who wins. But I've seen some good cases for some people taking some each ways or some top 20s on some long shots. I think that's going to be fun to dig into a little further. Yeah, I believe. uh Pat James, uh, one of our writers at Betsports Golf, I think he bet Ferguson to win at like 250 or something like that. When you look at him, he's played pretty well last couple of times out. He's T4 at the uh, British Masters, T12 last week at the Scottish, with a couple other, you know, top five, top 10 finishes from him this season on the Euro Tour. Is a, you know, in the mold of a fairway finder off the tee. Um, looks like a guy that is, you know, gives up a little bit of distance, but not much, but is definitely going to put himself in position to score. If it just We have some pretty hot and cold weeks, both on the green and on approach. So maybe if you can put it all together, maybe it's a pretty good uh, 
look there in terms of maybe finishing position bats or maybe just uh, tailing Nick here and uh, finding him as the top debutant. So don't hate that at all. Knock off Ricky Fowler, apparently, according to producer Dan. Is he like flat brimmed hats? I don't know. Where's all purple on Sunday or something? Uh, I don't know. I do like the, I like the Jason Day shout. I'm gonna look in some of these deep uh, deep looks, but yeah, that's about it for the open. And I have this queued up for maybe this gets us in trouble with the uh, copyright people, Dan. But <laughs> Barracuda. I'm not gonna wait for him to actually say it. Um, I think if you play less than five seconds, you can't get in trouble with copyright. So sorry, Nancy. Sorry, Anne. But yeah, I did. Did you have any looks in Reno Tahoe? Because no. it's kind of like a lot of the guys from the Barbasol, you know, are obviously there. And I don't know. Have you ever tried looking at what's advantageous to stable? Like, it's so much more advantageous to be able to find yourself with just a shitload of scoring opportunities because the birdies are more, you know, obviously birdies are more beneficial. Bogies are even more penal. And you can't uh, you can't have an absolute blow up hole at a certain point. They just say that's enough, and that's the most amount of points you can lose on a on a hole. So, I kind of looked at Akshay, even though he hasn't putted uh, ever well. <laughs> he can he can have some of these just like I'm gonna have 13 birdie putts this week, and he's not terribly long. So, I don't know if anybody has any hot takes on uh, on the Barracuda modified Stableford Reno Tahoe Open formerly. I looked at Akshay, I looked at Ches Revi, and that's about as far as I've gotten with that. Typically on my uh, annual golf trip that uh, usually happens in the Carolinas, uh, we play an adjusted, modified Nuniford scoring Nuniford. Uh, where we uh, adjust it all up a little bit so that it's uh, you know a little bit more amateur friendly. But uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the the uh, Barracuda. But uh, we should talk about Splash uh, our new game at Splash Sports here, Andy. We I don't know if we have anything graphic ready for that, but uh, maybe we can put some of that in the show notes. But I'll uh, check out our tweet. Go to betsportsgolf.com uh, at betsportsgolf on Twitter. Ooh, Splash Mania! Um, it is. It will be. There will be a link in the show notes. Love it. Um, yeah, it's it's a tears contest. We're gonna run this for the open. Uh, if there's enough folks that want to keep doing it, I'll do it every week. Obviously, maybe not a 200 entry pot for. 3M. Maybe we'll run some smaller contests. We can even do some real small contests for bigger stakes if that's something. I I don't. I shouldn't use I. We have total control of running uh, any kind of contest you guys want. If if you, somebody wants, like, hey, I want to see. There's a bunch of us that want like a ten person hundred dollar contest or something like that. We'll put it together. But for now, yeah, ten dollar two hundred entry pot uh, winner gets nine hundred bucks. It is just pick six golfers from tiers. Birdies are point, bogeys are minus a point. If you miss the cut, I think you I don't remember what they give you for the the missed round. I think you get a few a few points for not playing at all, which uh, maybe you shouldn't get anything for that. I'll have to look at the scoring on that, but it, it's a pretty easy scoring system. Just yep. kind of look for your, your favorite guys in some of these tiers. Obviously, you don't have to be too unique because it is only a 200 entry tournament you don't have to get super weird like you're trying to beat the millie maker here but definitely uh if you want to help support the brand this is a sponsor of ours uh you know i'm not asking you to go in here and do 100 entries if you just want to get signed up with them put in 20 bucks and do an entry or two that would be great like i said the link will be in the show notes of the podcast as well as 
in the YouTube description, and it's just going to be on our Twitter, too. If you don't want to deal with any of that, just go to BetSpurtsGolf.com or BetSpurtsGolf on Twitter and find that there as well. Yeah, our friends from uh, Run the Pool, they've spawned off and have this uh, cool new game that we'll probably start to see a lot of. And the tiers format is easy. You know, you're not in there with, uh, you know, the big dogs in the DFS space that are 150 max, um, you know, game theorying uh, your pants off and, and stealing all your money. This is a little bit more, I think, uh, approachable for casual people. It's a fun way to, another way to sweat the Open Championship. And yeah, 900 bucks to the top. Not bad. Not going against a ton of people. It's just the us, two, these two bozos, uh, and some of our our friends. So not gonna be that bad. You be yeah. us. I got entered. So yeah, please again. It helps support the brand. If you enjoy this, this is something you can do for for ten bucks. Help support one of our sponsors. And two, I mean, just being in the ecosystem there. If you guys like football, and I feel like some of you might like football, I have a strong inkling there will be football contests will run probably uh, around a lot of the primetime games and probably some Sunday contests, just standalone Sundays. So I think this will be a lot of fun to run some, uh, run some extra stuff when we get to the football season as well. Love it. Let's check that out again uh, for some free content up on the site of Betsworth's golf right now. Ron's preview came out just before we got going here. Um, detailed betting card for me will be up there for you as well. Again, 1999 for a month gets you in the discord, gets you access to all the tools, lets you build out your models, all the stuff that you want on the sites. And again, you can get that returned to you if Ricky or Rory goes ahead and uh, wins this event. Uh, Rory, Rory, Rory look wins. Him, you get your money back. Look at him. He's, he got Thanos too. If you look at it, it's like uh, after he won his major, like 900 years ago, can you just snapped away? We put that back up away. real quick. That's, that's a telltale sign of someone that, you know, actually really doesn't throw the ball very well when they do that, like turn of the wrist thing where it's like, yeah, it's like a, yeah. A, it's a dad that really probably didn't play much sports or anything like that. That's that's you don't uh he just played golf. Scotland doesn't have a great uh youth, youth baseball. Scotland. <laughs> I mean, I it, it was in Scotland last week. Northern Ireland doesn't have a great baseball team. Yeah, they did not win the world baseball classic last year. So all right, for me, for Ryan, and for producer Dan and everyone here at Betsford's Golf, appreciate you guys. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Subscribe if you're not. If you listen to the podcast forum, appreciate you too. Thanks for following along. Good luck this week. Hopefully you get some sleep.